As soon as you start talking, we're actually on. People listen. Yeah. <coughs> you should sing for the album? Is he in the song? Hmm? You want to sing for the album? Or is he in the song? In the song, too. Yeah, we all want to sing. Okay. That's that's not it. Alright, everybody, we're going to be starting here. And, uh,. Just want to say thanks for watching if you're watching online, if you're clicking on that link there. Um, it may buffer a couple times as it's uploading since we're doing this live. It's our, our first time doing this, so uh, just bear with us. It's an experiment in, in the making right now, but since we didn't have church this morning because of the weather, um, we thought it'd be nice to at least do a little something. Pastor Dan is able to join us, and, and he's going to be sharing a little bit about what he's going to speak about this morning anyways. And then Fabiano, he's going to lead us in a couple songs. But first, just want to make you aware of a couple things before we get started. Um, just continue to keep Peru in your in your mind and in your prayers. And um, we're we're on our way to raising the support for those teams. But you can always still give. You know, we have 26 individuals, 25 individuals going. And um, between the work trip and the family and the student trips next year, it's just going to be a great opportunity. And uh, we had some pictures to show you guys. Maybe we'll show them next week of. Well, you guys are so generous to give this past year. Um, they're already starting working and doing construction on the, the home there and adding the whole addition. So it was really neat to see those pictures this week. So we'll share those with you next week. Um, but the teams, I know I know my team's getting excited. I'm getting excited. And uh, if you can just continue to keep us in your prayers. And if it, God touches your heart to give, to help support those teams um, in the future, you can always go to giving.greatoakcc.org to give to the missions, but also to give to your tithes. And remember that the missions um, for Peru is above and beyond your tithe. It's something that we do as an offering to God, not as our regular giving of, of what God's asked us to do, that 10%. So we encourage you to do that and to give uh, to the missions program, but also continue your giving here at Great Oaks as well. We appreciate it, and uh, we just thank you for that, for being faithful to God, because we know he's faithful to us, right? Amen. So, I always have Fabiano go ahead and lead us. We're going to start off with uh, Go Tell It on the Mountains. So, get your kids around, get your family around the computer, and uh, let's sing it out together. You know, we may not be able to hear it together, but God hears it. Yes. And that's what matters. So, let's sing now. Go tell it on the mountains, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the Jesus Christ is born. A shepherds. All shepherds kept their watching on silent flocks by night. Behold, throughout the heavens, the shone a holy light. The shepherds feared and trembled with the Lord. Christ was born, and the 
loves us so much. Let's sing this together. Perfect in all of your ways. To 
series. And so this morning, for just a few minutes, I'm going to talk to you about a passage out of Luke chapter 2. And uh, this is a passage about Simeon. And as we study this passage this morning, we're going to see that because Jesus came, Simeon had peace. And that's true for all of us still. Because Jesus came, we can all have peace. Simeon said that after he met Jesus. He says, basically my summary of it is, is God, now I can die in peace because he met Jesus. Well, what is it about Jesus that allowed Simeon to say that, to be able to say, because I have met Jesus, I can now die in peace? Well, that's what we're going to look at this morning for just a few minutes. This was originally going to be a full-length sermon, but now you're going to get the seven or eight-minute the uh, seven or eight minute summary. And the Cliff Notes version. The cliff notes were very good. <laughs> All right, so this is out of Luke chapter 2. And uh, it is starting in verse 22. It says, When the time of their purification, uh, according to the law of Moses, had been completed, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child, Jesus, to do for him, what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, this child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. Okay, so what was it about Jesus that Simeon experienced that allowed him to say, now that I've met Jesus, I can die in peace? Well, there's three things I want to point out to you quickly this morning. First is, here, 
in this verse, in verse 29, it says, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace. Think about that. Simeon is talking to God as he's holding the baby Jesus in his arms. And he says, as you have promised. Jesus was a fulfillment of the promise that God had given to Simeon. We don't know how many years before this day Simeon received that promise. I personally think it was quite a while. But God gave Simeon a promise that he would not die until he saw this, the Christ. And now Simeon, as he's holding baby Jesus, he says, as you have promised, right? God was faithful. God was faithful to Simeon to fulfill that promise that he would not die until he met Jesus Christ. Friends, God is always faithful. He's always faithful. 100% of the time. In all of the craziness of the world that we live in, some of the difficulties or even the good times that come into our lives each day, we can lay our head down at night and be sure of one thing. God is always faithful 100%. He has given us an entire book from him full of promises and he will fulfill every promise 100%. He promises to care for us, to guide us, to strengthen us, to save us and he will save us and he will strengthen us and care for us just like he said. And this was a promise that Simeon had received. His promise from God was that he would see the Christ before he died. And God was faithful. He met that promise. Let's go on to the second thing about Jesus Christ that allowed Simeon to have peace. The second is found in verse 30. It says, For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. All right. So here's Simeon, and he's talking to God. But he's saying these things in front of Joseph and Mary, okay? And he tells them, or, or he says this in front of them, and he says to God, he says, For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles. Now think about Joseph and Mary. They were Jews, Okay. They were devout Jews. Most of the Jews in Israel at this time were not devout Jews who sincerely believed that the Old Testament was going to be uh, fulfilled just as it was said. They did not interpret the Old Testament, the Old Testament uh, uh, to be exactly the way that God had written it. But Joseph and Mary and a select of the few Jews there in Israel believed that. So... They fully believed and they were excited about the fact that God was going to send a Savior to Israel and to the Jews. But Simeon here is bringing big news. This is big news. He says Jesus is for all peoples and that Jesus will be a light to the Gentiles. I'm sure Joseph and Mary heard that and they were like, whoops, hold your horses, Simeon. I'm not sure what you're saying there because they have always been taught the Savior was going to be sent to Israel. And Simeon saying, no, the Savior is for all peoples, even the Gentiles. Friends, that's great news. That was big news for, for Joseph and for Mary. That's great news for you and for me. Because you and I now, we have the opportunity 
to have our sins forgiven, if we place our faith in Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross, we can have our sins washed away. We can have a relationship with God, our creator. Right? And that's what Simeon was saying. He's saying Jesus isn't just for Israel. He's not just for the Jews. He's for all people. Now, you and I can have all our sins forgiven. Yes, Nick. Can I ask a question? Did they think he was going to be a savior of just the Jews or like a king that was going to come Right, and that's a great question. I believe that they believe that he was going to be a savior for the nation of Israel, okay? But, as we now see the end of the story, Jesus was more than just a savior for Israel. And Israel had a lot of problems they were working through, right? They had uh, spiritual problems, they had political problems, they had economic problems, they had right. a lot of problems, right? Yeah. They needed a savior. But, as we can see the end of the story, or at least to this point, we know that Jesus came to certainly help Israel, but he came to save all of mankind from their sins, right? right. It went from good to great. Right. Um, and now, because of that, that's what Christmas is all about. Right? Mm -hmm. That's what Christmas is. We now can have a relationship with our Creator because of that gift that God sent, God the Father sent to a little town called Bethlehem mm -hmm. 2,000 years ago. And now we can have personal relationship with our Father. Right. That's great news. That's the best news. Right. And then there's one more thing that we see here that made Simeon have such peace as he experienced meeting Jesus Christ. I'm going to read verse uh, 35. It says, so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed. The thoughts of, the thoughts of many hearts will the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed. Now think about that. There's no other name on earth that arouses such passion. There's good, just not good, good or bad. Good and bad. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so that when the name of Jesus is spoken, it gets attention. Sometimes it's a deep passion and a love and an excitement saying, I want to know more about this Jesus. I want to know my Savior more. Sometimes it just causes people to bubble up with intense hatred and anger and pride, mm -hmm. right? And then there's everything in between. But there's no doubt that when Jesus is talked about or spoken to on, or spoken about to someone else, that it reveals the hearts and the thoughts of people, right? Yeah. Of the people that Jesus Christ is being shared to. And I started thinking about this as I was getting ready for the message. And I thought, yes, Jesus not only reveals the thoughts of the hearts of other people, but he does that in my own life. Jesus reveals my own thoughts. So when Jesus came, he became the perfect standard. He is, he is the person that we should strive to be like. We shouldn't strive to be like anyone else in this world. That falls short of what God wants for us. He wants us to strive to be like his son, Jesus Christ. Okay, so now when I compare my life to Jesus Christ, first off, it causes me to see my own sinfulness, my need for a Savior. I see the perfect example God has given to us, and I see how far I, how far I fall short. And I know now, man, I need a Savior because I'm not anything like what God created me to be and wants me to be. Right? But the other thing it does is, beyond salvation, as I look at Jesus Christ, he points out things to me 
that I need to fix in my own heart, in my own spirit. He shows me as I, as I continually fall more in love with him, as I know him better, and as I spend time reading his word, he shows me things that I need to fix in my heart that aren't right. And the world is full of all kinds of false philosophies and ridiculous teaching about how we can become our better self right. or what we need to do to be someone, someone better, right? That's not what God wants. God wants us to take our direction and our leading from him and from his word and the example of Jesus Christ. And as we love him more, his spirit works in us to help us become more like Christ. Kind of like the cold weather, you know, we have a barometer to measure the weather. We can use Jesus as a way to measure our our walk with him. Right. Right. You know, and, and he points out that's right. And he points out things in our hearts yeah. that need to be fixed so that we can go on to love him more deeply, to serve him better, right, right? And to be a better example of what it means to be a Christian. So you can be either hot for Jesus or cold for Jesus. Right. And the cold's bad. Hot, like oh, on good. fire, passionate. Yeah. <laughs> we're just tied, right, right, tied right. to the reason we're here in the first place today. Right. So. <laughs> so, those are three things that I I discovered that Simeon experienced as he held baby Jesus in his arms. Mm-hmm. And after that, he was able to say, God, you can now dismiss your servant in peace. He's saying, okay, I'm ready to die. Right. I have... I have met the fulfillment of your promise to me, and it's made all the difference in my life. Right? And that's my desire for everyone at Great Oaks, right? To really understand what Christmas is about. And and all the other stuff is fun. Like, I love the other stuff. But when you sit back and think about it, because Christ came, because Christ came, we can have peace. Mm-hmm. And we have that peace because A, we have salvation offered to us. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Two, we've, we have a perfect example of who we should be. Right? And then the first and then the first point there was that we have peace because we know that God always fulfills his promises. Right. Always fulfills his promises. Right. right? Mm-hmm. That's good news. That's yeah, real good news. Good. Yeah, that's good. I like what you said about how Christ reveals. I never thought about it in that way. Is how he reveals our hearts. So, put in perspective of how people respond to Jesus. So, like if you're at your work environment or whatever, and you talk about Jesus, it really, you know, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm-hmm. We really get to see in everybody a picture of what they really do think about Jesus, and in really probably really simple terms that we overlook so many times. Mm-hmm. But, but then. This sort of really helps us kind of see, and maybe you engage as Christians more where we're at, like you said, even where other people are at, and maybe maybe that's a good way for us to have a barometer of maybe who we can ask to church, or right, you know, or who we could pray for, or, or maybe there's been some deep hurt in their lives. But mm. that was a good point to on that one. So. Thank cool. You. Thanks, Dan. Yeah. Hey, my pleasure. Thanks for coming in, Dan. Dan, got a little bit of a deep voice you can hear, so. Yeah, got a little bit of cold today. A little bit of cold, but he still he braved the weather and came in. And uh, Bobby, I don't know, he, him and his parents, they drove down from Chicago this morning. So they left at like 4.10 this morning. <laughs> yeah, 4.10 this morning. So we're here for you, people. We're here. <laughs> so, and we love you. And I uh, would thank you guys for watching. And uh, thank you, Dan. Let's just close in prayer. How's that? You want to pray for us? Sure. Let's pray. My dear Father, we thank you so much 
God, that we can be together today as a body of Christ. Even though we're separated by distance, we are still gathered together by the Spirit of God. And God, we thank you for that. We thank you for that gift. God, we thank you especially for the gift of Jesus Christ that you gave to us. God, we thank you for the peace that we can have because we know Christ. And we know that you fulfill your promises. And we know that we can have Jesus Christ as our salvation from our sins. And we know that you are there to grow us and to help us and to develop in our, in our Christian walk and our desire to be more like you. God, I pray that this week as we go through all the celebrations of Christmas, God, that these thoughts will be at the very forefront of our minds. And God, that we have a, an extreme sense of joy and peace in our heart, knowing that we worship the living God. God, we love you so much. We thank you for this day. God, we ask that you be glorified in our lives today. Wherever we are, whatever we do, that you be pleased with it. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right. Thanks, Robiano. Yeah. Thanks, Pastor Damon. Hey, guys. Thanks for watching. And uh, we'll see you next weekend. Remember, Christmas services, December 24th, 7 p.m., and Christmas Day at 10 a.m. So we'll see you then. God bless.